My favourite health minister was Nye Bevan. Welcome to episode number 257. It's the Wizards of Dribble podcast. Dave here with the rhymes and with the fun times. Uh, also joining me is Tom Thrower. Um, yeah, rhymes, dimes, coins, lobbed at Stoke fans. Ooh. Ooh. Smooth. Uh, also here, who has never thrown a coin at anyone, because he's Scottish and tight, uh, is Tony. Actually, right, at primary school, first year, we had an end of year, like, concert, and some, one of the children's older siblings had a band that did actual songs with real instruments, and they came and played some songs, and I thought that the done thing because I'd only really seen live music in, in the uh, atmosphere of busking. I thought that the done thing was, in fact, to throw coins at them. <laughs> so when I was about seven, I chucked a 1p at a bass player's head as a gesture of love. Other what? than that, no, I've never thrown a coin at anyone. That sounds, <laughs> that sounds like a satirical comment on the music. Um <laughs> It was, yeah. it was covers. They were probably doing that Superman song that was in vogue in the mid eighties, late eighties. Fair enough. Um, you boys will definitely have heard. Yeah, I'll just nod along. Uh, there was actually a coin throwing incident uh, after the match yesterday. Um, shout out to the Stoke fan behind the bar at the warehouse in Huddersfield uh, uh, because he was wearing a Stoke top behind the bar, which I thought was. Uh, brave but also welcome when uh, I arrived in there but this sort of this big ugly sort of six foot Huddersfield fan came in like causing trouble and he threw a coin from one side of the bar but it went straight in the slot machine and won the jackpot so drinks <laughs> drinks for everyone <laughs> <laughs> and that was kind of the story of the evening in Huddersfield as uh, Stoke First half, very bad. Second half, very good. And I put it to you, Tom, that it was Joe Allen who saved us with his miracles. I I retort that um, I had tickets on the same row as one David Cowlishaw. Um, and I also had other people I knew at the game and in the second half, I went and sat with them. So um, you can say thank you to me later, Jacob Brown, but um, I think it was all me. Well, well, Tom, uh, so, sorry, Tony, uh, was it Tom or was it Joe Allen or was it just Stoke being better or was it something else? What did you make of it? And first, first of all, how happy are you with how things transpired on Friday night? I think it was all right. I think given the context of the rest of the week, I think the week has kind of showed us what we are or reminded us what we are. Um, we're, I don't know, 12th now. We lost to Coventry, who are ninth, and we got a point that should have been three, but don't mention the ref, and Huddersfield are seventh. So we're a functional championship team 
with a few very bright sparks, I would say. And that game on Friday night reminded us exactly how much we've missed Tom moving seats and also Nick Powell, which is obviously what Tom was waiting to say. Sorry. Um, but you, yeah, you do wonder where we would be if we'd had him fit for that period where we didn't and Harry Suter and, and we're an all right side and all our best players keep getting injured. And that is the way of these things. But I thought it was quite positive because we started poorly and improved rather than the other way around. Yeah. If we've got, if we've got a few bright sparks, then Nick Powell is the nuclear detonation that we all need. He it's, it, I actually forgot how good he was. It was just so... It, he, he comes on and I thought um, Vrancic... <laughs> thank, thank goodness Vrancic um, is, is okay, apparently, after his injury. But I thought he was quite poor for him, especially. And Powell just comes on and it's like... He generally is playing a different game to everyone else. He's just... Um, I, I don't know. He 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 plays the game much slower than everyone else, and I mean, actually, he plays it quicker. But us with normal human eyes see that as him having more time on the ball and not being scared and being really hot. Yeah, we just we we use the ball better when he's on because he uses the ball better, and all these lovely runs that people are making are no longer ignored or if they are ignored they're ignored for a good reason because there's a better one or he's going to do something else and even though he's coming back and was probably there was a tiny bit of rust there were hints of rust but he was he's just he's a really really fucking good footballer and it's easy to forget when he's gone for a bit how good he is or like you build him up but actually he's better than where you build him up to it's just it made a lot of difference he made everybody else better not least Joe Allen, who I thought was all right. Uh, yeah, I definitely agreed on both points. I like that. That I went with a non-Stoke supporting friend, and he said, "Come, I've I've been sat in a pub for an hour before the match with you and Tom slagging off Joe Allen. <laughs> He's actually been rather good for you." Um, yeah, uh, we were just so much more uh, sort of assured in midfield with him on. I would also put that down to the fact that he was replacing not only a returning from injury Thompson, but a Thompson on a yellow card for four minutes. He was obviously going to be less tenacious with that hanging over him. I think I would, I would, I think we were all excited by the team when it came out, the the change of system and the sort of reintroduction of quite a few players we like Fletcher, Vrancic, Thompson. I think we all like them, but I don't think we'd say any of them play particularly uh, well. Um, but it was good reactive management, I thought. I thought the subs were made at the right time. All three of them uh, played well. Of course, Brown scored uh, an absolute hit, which is exactly the kind of goal you want at a uh, away match in front of you. You just want it to just smash into the top of the net. Not None of this sort of glancing header business or whatever. You want a sort of, especially when it's been building and building, and like we had the sort of hit in the post just before that, you want there's just the release of twat in the net. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, so that was great. I was speaking to some Huddersfield fans after, and they um, their, their sort of frustrations are all too familiar to us. Of like, we were on top first half, you know, playing some good football, and then we just sort of sat off them, and you know, allowed them to play. Thought, yeah, we've been here before as well. So I think a lot of Championship clubs. Uh, suffer the same problems in a lot of res- respects, particularly at home. Um, 
this obviously was a bit of a reaction after Coventry as well, which was poor, poor result, poor show, really. And it has, I think, made some people just cancel their Wembley trips. Uh, but again, like I'll repeat the point I think we've made a few times this season of like, I'm not really expecting playoffs at all. Uh, so if we can get close to them, if we get seventh or eighth, you know, get up up around there, that'd be fantastic. Of course, if we don't get the playoffs, don't get promotion, we potentially lose player X, player Y. But that's the kind of trade-off you have to make at this level. Like, um, fortunately, this season, the only sort of big departure we had was Nathan Collins. And it's not like, apart from when we had injury crisis City, we particularly missed him. Um, referee. Someone else want to start because I'm I'm just I'm fucking just pissed off. To I don't I don't really like moaning about refs. I think it's um, a bit I, I don't know like lowest common denominator kind of way of talking about football and could just be sacked off. But however, this this genuinely <laughs> took the piss. Like that's the worst refereeing performance I've ever seen. I was. Obviously, we're, we're relatively subjective and not very objective on these matters, but I was a good 90 metres away from Josh Caroma sticking his foot into um, Taylor Harwood Bellis's knee, and I could tell it was a red card. The fact the ref didn't give it as a foul um, is... It, I can't understand... Um, the other two, the, the penalty decision and the and the, the the foul on Brown that again is a red card. Um, I was a bit further away and, and didn't really have an opinion on, but <laughs> it, it's one of those incidents where we sometimes moan about the standard of officiating in our division, but this maybe makes it how stark that poor officiating is. Like Harwood Bellis was was relatively lucky to walk off that pitch. And I, I know, I, I don't think Karoma means it. Um, I, I think that, what's it? Um, uh, oh, who's the EFL pundit who was talking about how he played with him and he's not that kind of player? And I, I agree. I've forgotten his name, but yeah. Um, was it Joby Makinov? Yeah, Joby Makinov <laughs> said he's played with him and he doesn't think he's that kind of player. And I accept that, but... No, no one is line. though. No it, one is. No one really is. Apart from yeah, no, Roy no one wants Joey, to, kind of Joey no one wants to make their, yeah. their, their, yeah. their their fellow professional walk off the off go off the pitch and maybe never play again. But like he extended, I, I I'd understand it more if he sort of caught him on his knee and just sort of went with it. But he he sticks his boot into his leg and then extends his own leg, and it's. I don't like watching it because it's one no. of those ones where it just gets worse. And you're like, yeah, Howard Bellis must be thinking, fuck, I'm lucky to have walked off that pitch. I'm, I'm glad he hit me on my knee, the place where there is some flex rather than mm. above the knee or slightly beneath it where it would just go crunch. Yeah. I mean, we, we could tell at the ground from where we were that his foot was a yard off the ground. And we could tell the force he went into it, Matt. And the referee's main job technically speaking, is to protect the players. Um, that is just like, that's the most start way in which a referee has failed to do that. If you don't punish that challenge, you've got to really look at your sort of, 
I don't know, fitness to referee. I know we've got previous with Gavin Ward this season um, with the whole Barn- Barnsley battle of the dugout game. But um, yeah, he also missed a Stonewall penalty as well, which is fucking annoying, but it's less of a concern than how the hell has he been allowed to get away with that? I've not seen... I've not it seen wasn't a st- go on. just a Stonewall penalty. It was two. St- it was like a, a full-on two-footed scissor trip. There was two or three penalties in one action, and there was there was another leg breaker later on, but I can't remember who that was on. But it was that was like six oh, inches yeah. above the boot. Uh, just it's- quickly, Dave. Battle of the bosses for Barnsley would have been nice. Nice. Yeah. No, good. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, that's kind of the idea of shit championship refs. Like, yeah, I know, um, like you say, Tom, I don't really want to moan about them. But again, like, I've gone with a neutral and he said, I I don't like moaning about refs either. I think it's boring, but fucking hell, he was shit. He was really shit. Um, It was was on telly. He was quite shit, I thought. Um, The the, the linesman in front of the Stoke fans. And it's one of those ones where... I don't like saying rugby's good, but the fact that <laughs> oh god, have we gone Tory? The the, the the fact that refs in um, rugby matches are accountable because you hear what they say. Mm. I, it was clear that there was some kind of idea that the the linesman wouldn't give a decision unless the the ref had sort of maybe been like, oh, I don't know what's happened there. Can you give it? And I just okay. I'm really worried that the that refs in 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 entirely in football are increasingly unaccountable because there's an idea that they need to be protected and at lower levels. Yeah, of course there is. I think that that literally refs get physically assaulted and it's grim. Um, But at that level, I don't think it's expecting too much for a ref to be able to explain the decisions they've made. And I think that might actually be a good thing for them to do so people can understand. So, yeah, yeah. It, it was just it was a nightmare of a refereeing performance from like all of the officials. Because if he came out and he said honestly, because the only mitigating factor was it that incident was very fast. The closing speed was fast, and it was like a blink of an eye. And if he if he came out and said honestly, it I've seen it after it was horrible, but at the time when I was running, it happened so quickly, it just looked like they a 50-50 and they collided, then you can at least understand that if they came out and said something, but the shrap, the amerta that surrounds them for some reason just just makes it all worse. But the number of times they they get in loads of shit and they could come out and said, well, actually the rules are that that's a foul or that's not a foul, and most people don't understand the rules of football. Then all it would take is for them to come out and sit and explain themselves a bit. And I think you're right. I think it'd make a massive difference. But it was on telly on Friday, and I had I had messages from during the game just after that from Doncaster fan, Sheffield United fan and Sheffield Wednesday fan, none of whom like Stoke, all saying, good ref you got again today. It yeah. was it, In the ground, it was funny as well because we sort of went through the cascading emotions of, well, not the cascading emotions, the cascading information of, here's a still image of the tackle <laughs> and that looks pretty terrible. And then here's, here's, here's footage of what actually happened. And it's like, that is actually worse than the still image. Um, Where his legs bent backwards like, and just yeah, springing back into place. Like, okay, yeah. yeah, that's good. So, um, 
Yeah, maybe mm. let maybe like let's take a stance on making sure players' legs aren't broken as much as we can. Mm. Both Arsenal players. Yeah, I was just about to say the one Arsenal fan that listens to this, hate listens to this, is just like, <laughs> wow. Actually, I think you'll find. Um, but yes. Um, well, taking the positives, Harwood Bellis was okay, and I thought him and Jags. Um, Rather good as a centre-half pairing. I thought Jags in particular, I think he's just been ace. And I'm sorry I doubted uh, him. He's 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 a spry man. He's a very spry man, he's Jags. Uh, that was good. I uh, thought the system was on the whole all right. Partic- oh, I think I think that system just has to have Powell in it as the, as the 10. Because um, Wilmot, not a right-back time and not like a proper defensive left back. I thought Tyman played all right, though, to be fair. I thought Wilmot was fine. Um, but, yeah, if we're going to play that formation, get Powell in there, Campbell on the right, Bidace on the left. I thought those two, the wingers, had sort of quite poor, sluggish first half, as did as did everyone. But once Powell was on, as Tom said, the, the, the runs were much more made use of and also we just look so much more threatening as well. Ty continues to frustrate, but um yeah, I'm I'm not buying into this rubbish. He like the he hasn't had a preseason and that's not like say, oh we should just keep playing him. But still he's he's our best forward. Um he just needs to get confidence back in his body as well. Yes. Being out with that kind of injury. It takes time to just be trust that your feet are going to do what you want them to do and nothing terrible is going to happen. Yes. Uh, I'd say as well that he was um, a, a bit more in this game than I've seen him before trying the stuff he used to do and it wasn't coming off, which is, you know, frustrating and it doesn't happen, but at least he's not like just running into the, into the sort of the wide space going, can't do that. Pass it back to the fullback. Um We've just got our faith with him. He'll be fine. There was yeah. there was quite a lot of that. Even first half when we weren't very good, there was quite a lot of good attempts of, of sort of unexpected little threaded through balls that didn't quite go where they were meant to. But we hadn't seen that for a couple of games. Suddenly we, we looked like there was some some creativity and flair coming from random places even before Powell came on. I, I thought even first half when we weren't very good, there was more of that than we've seen in the last couple of games. Yeah. And uh final shout out to one of our players, Jacob Brown. God, I love Jacob Brown. Just, he, 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 well, he bloody loves it in Yorkshire for one thing. I think that's three away games in Yorkshire he's scored in now. And yeah, I just, you can't knock the guy. Like you, you definitely were, were some mumbles when he, when he came on, but energy, pace, hard work. We, we pressed so much better from the front with him as opposed to Fletcher, obviously, but top scorer, and he's not been exactly like playing every single game. Ace, what a what a top player! Huge fan of a um, the goal noise, as in the stanchion getting lifted slightly and then <laughs> slamming back down with a metallic third, and b that photo and the nature of doing it of him and Philogy uh, just shushing the Huddersfield fans. Huge energy from both of them too. You've got to love it. Because it's he's from just down the road, isn't he? Jake, Jacob McBrown. Yeah. Is he from Halifax? Um, yes, he is. Halifax. Yeah. That's uh, close. Yes. 
it's it's in it's in the Yorkshires. Um, but speaking of forwards, there seems to be one on the horizon. If you are to believe uh, the blue ticks, um, <laughs> Josh, Major, 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 um, who first came to my attention on the Sunderland documentary as being what <laughs> what a lovely young man he seemed on the Sunderland documentary. Genuinely, it was him and. Was it Asoro, the other oh. uh, lad? They just seemed like really sort of sweet and wholesome, sort of, I don't know how old they were, like 18, 19. And <laughs> it was like a light relief from like the rest of the documentary, which was just, ah, oh, Sunderland are shite and we're going down. Um, <laughs> uh, and then he goes to Bordeaux sort of randomly. And he, when, when, did, when did they learn him back to Fulham? Last season? Last season. Last and season of should I put him in my fantasy team fame? And he scored some goals in the Prem. A few, yeah. A few. Three? Four? Three. Yeah. But, but yeah, I don't, I don't know why Bordeaux like seemed to be happy to let him go because oh, his scoring record's I, not I bad. know. Um, it's because, and uh, I refer to better footballing sources such as The Athletic and Tifo, When's the sponsorship coming, Dave? Um, Never. French football has no money. Their television deals went mega bust um, and everyone in France, French football cannot afford to pay their players nor sign anyone. That's why Bordeaux might be willing to let the dude who's had injury problems all season go. They've spent it all on wine. <laughs> Understandab- <laughs> Understandably, but just frogs. <laughs> We have, we have so players. We, we we are too drunk. I kiss Republic. <laughs> <laughs> Philippe, you saw those other players again. Ah, no, but look at this vintage. Hey. <laughs> Cancelled for anti-French racism. The dream. <laughs> was French. It, I was, think the French are great people. I was fucking love the French. To be fair, um, they made Olivia Giroud. <laughs> Was Madge ever one in the Sunderland documentary who, who was dead nice and they said, you're not going, are you? And he said, no, 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 definitely not. And then he immediately, like, like, it was like a slash cut to him driving <laughs> off to France. Just amusing. <laughs> I quite like that idea. An international, uh, not an international footballer, just a footballer going, <laughs> you know what? I'm, I, they want me in France. I'm getting the ferry. Fuck <laughs> <Yeah>. off. <laughs> like the, the lovely dinner lady one was like, oh, you're not going, are you? He's like, no, 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 definitely, definitely not. And then literally like a proper slash cut. And he's got his queuing up at the Norfolk line desk with his ticket. <laughs> Smashed like, up to uh, him in a beret and a galois. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's got like a big stick over his shoulder with a handkerchief with all his worldly belongings. And yeah, bless okay. him. Yes, but he's uh, arrived in the pottery na- potteries now, so uh, Bordeaux can't be that nice, clearly. Um, do- <laughs> Good wine, though, again. Yeah. Oh, what a shame. Uh, wine. Peruse the vineyards of the potteries, um, which I believe is what they're going to replace the Gladstone um, Museum <laughs> with. So uh, they just mash it up in the toilet museum bit upstairs where they've got all those big porcelain bowls you could tread grapes in for ages <laughs> unfortunately they taste like grapes that have been trod on in stoke rather than wine but finally you use for some storage um <laughs> yeah but um slightly surprising in that i thought we were done signing forward players and he doesn't seem to be like he's not like a target <laughs> man and but 
okay, I guess. It's like, yeah. Remember, I'm, I'm old enough to remember two weeks ago when Pete Smith of the Sentinel said we weren't signing anyone in this window. I'm old <laughs> enough to remember a few weeks ago when Pete Smith was saying how uh, Abdullah Simo like, was really highly thought of by the management. He'd, he'd be back soon. Remember Sam Vokes? Oh, God. <laughs> and people won't own the all out. We've gone from Sam Vokes <laughs> to fucking Joshua Major. Um yeah. Doubt is gone as well, hasn't he? Maybe, maybe he's coming in to... Did a win for Cardiff left. today. That's always good. Did he? Yeah, did a Almost win against driving. Forest. Yeah. Did he do it on his own? Presumably yeah. he went he, there and he, showed that he, he was really good. He felled them. Mm. Well, uh, I think that's the transfer window safely rounded up. Um, Stoke... <laughs> until, back... until next week and we've signed everyone else. Yep, Stoke back to drawing ways. Um, Sold all our other goalkeepers... Oh God! Yeah. Apart from Frank Fielding, who I still don't acknowledge is is real. Um, he's yeah, grayed he, out. He's grayed out. You can't see his stats. Yeah, yeah. Oh God! He's a I'm... caretaker at a school. Frank Fielding. Oh dear. Right. Um, so, shall we play the Nathan Jones game? <laughs> I, I I feel physically sick. Literally sick. I I could be sick. I, 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 it's well, we are playing the Nathan Jones game. There's just one player this week because I won't put you through it for too long, Tom and Tone. So you're gonna, we're gonna have to uh, flip a coin. But in the absence of a, a coin uh, around me, what can I throw on the floor? My phone? Oh, I don't really want to do that. You, <laughs> I'll, flip, I'll flip my passport. One sec. <laughs> if right. it lands European, it's blue. <laughs> okay. Is it? Is it? I still remember. It's it's a what what would you call it? Burgundy passport, the old school ones. Oh, oh, I'm just gonna quickly say, um uh fuck the uh, nationality and borders bill because you could have that passport taken off you without your notice. Yes. Um also, um oh yeah, what was I gonna say? It was, fuck it was Jonathan a... Gullis. Yes, yes, that was it, that was uh, it. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um Gullis, if you're listening, fuck off. <laughs> you're not welcome. Stop. Fuck your ears off. Yeah, just fuck off. Just, mm. just. Fuck it, off. Actually, you can listen to the podcast if you lamp Pretty Patel in Parliament. I, mm. I'm not saying he's the kind of guy who. No, wait, no. No, I'm, no, I am. Um, Allegedly, mm. he is. There's a lot of it about. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, not good. Oh, dear. Right, wrestle this back with what, what Nathan Jones. Though. Yeah, he. Yeah, uh, rot, yeah, all rotting hell. Um, so, uh, Tom, would you like insignia or blank side? I'm a blank space baby. Oh, Tom, you know the key to my heart. Uh, okay, let's go. Right, it is blank side, and I'll write your name as going first. As going first, actually. We don't this need doesn't to. We didn't even need to do that. I, I thought that was it. The, yeah. Well done, Tom. You've won <laughs> this week. <laughs> the correct Stoke player was blank side. Um, <laughs> blank. <laughs> who, played, who played 14 games in 1956. The, the first, the first <laughs> player named after a, a kind of bullet and a plane of something since. <laughs> 
22. Tony, Tony, there's an, there's an art to those tweets. There's an art the to fourth, it. The fourth non-international playing Canadian to appear in the British League. Right, so I've just thrown a passport on the floor for no reason. Um, <laughs> I, could, I, I could work at border FBP control. Roll credits, that's a yeah. good title. Right, okay, right, here we go. Mm. One player, guess... Uh, uh, one guess per each clue, but you need to shout out. I feel physically sick. I feel physically sick. Is it Josh Tyman? <laughs> it's not Josh Tyman. I was born on the 15th of August 1988. No, 15th of August 1988. Fan Second clue I played 28 games for Stoke, scoring four goals. Next clue. I've played 17 times for my country, scoring twice. Clue four. I started my career at Omniworld. Uh, I feel physically sick. Yes. Amdi Fi. It's not Amdi Fi. If you're going to out yourself as an Omniworld fan. <laughs> what a name for a team. Right. Clue five. I made my Stoke debut against Warsaw. I assisted my first Stoke goal to Peter Crouch. I feel physically sick. Yes. Is it Eric Peters? It is not Eric Peters. My most famous Stoke goal was assisted by Stephen Ireland. I feel physically sick. Yes. Assume Asaidi. It's Asuma Asaidi. There were two clues left. One was I left football in 2019 and started a sports gym in Morocco. And the last clue was a Fulham defender asked me to swap wings as I was in the process of relegating him. <laughs> Fulham winger? Fulham centre-back, left at full-back now. Yeah. Godly man Newcastle want to pay a lot of money for. Yeah, And scored, I, all four of his goals were identical as well, which was very enjoyable. Cut in <laughs> yeah. on the right back. <laughs> Screamer. Hit all under floodlights in the last 10 minutes of the game. All against Chelsea. Yeah. Yes. I, just <laughs> I remember played. all of them. Mourinho clapped every single one. <laughs> <laughs> this plays on my mind in a loop. Let's go to some questions from the listeners. They've started to arrive. So, question from Alex Ward, who always asks the hot button issues of the day. What's better, cool original Doritos or chilly heat wave? Uh, chilly heat wave. It depends on the context, doesn't it? I don't think there's any context where you'd have cool original. I'm putting that out there. Because there isn't Nachos. any other... um, Just because, just, just, Dave, are you listening to that Lee Johnson sacked his Sunderland manager? Because my Twitter reckons you are. Yes, yes, I was. I was. <laughs> we heard it. <laughs> Extensively. Uh, and the other two questions are, will Maya, arri Maya arrive soon? My, she died uh, in 2014. Maya Jama? I'm really sorry. Who are you thinking I, of? Too? Who's the dead Maya? Maya Angelou. Oh. Um, um, culture. Sorry. Culture. Yeah. Sorry to be the bearer of bad news. I know why the caged Abdallah Simba sings. <laughs> I want to go back to Bournemouth. <laughs> <laughs> um... 
And uh, another one is thoughts on the possibility of Magic signing. Uh, good. Uh, very good song song choice uh, of availability with him. He's certainly a lot more sort of chantable than uh, Philogene Bidace. Um <laughs> Oh. Well, uh, yeah. Apart from the R one, based on how <laughs> based on how you don't pronounce his name. Uh, yeah. I, so well, I think I still think that's the best way to pronounce it. I'm waiting for him to correct us. So any other Stoke-related yeah. business? Absolutely. Any... Who is excited for the return of the Chosen One? Big, oh, God. Big Jimmy oh. Mack riding his FA Cup horse straight into the Bet365 Stadium. I am ready. You've you've really picked a day to bring him up. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I thought about making a reference to that yeah. and decided against it. <laughs> so you're one, one step better than him <laughs> on a self-restraint about that particular topic. Um, yeah, so Wigan next week in the Cup, they've sold out their allocation. They'll probably have more fans in the ground than us. Um, shit. <laughs> shit. Well, well, Deservedly I'm... so, they're better than us. Their Villa did the same in a pre-season game and we beat them 2-0 and that was funny. So <laughs> Good. So so Wembley? Wembley? Um, no, for the semis, we'll we'll play a rested team. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and O'Neill will get pelters for that. Yes, as to scrape a one-all draw with Peterborough the following week. Oh, God, I can picture it now. Mm. Look forward to hearing about that for about six years. <laughs> Diego Arismendi will somehow play. <laughs> Where is Diego? Oh, have, have we done Danny Bath's comedy header? <laughs> oh. Subject to Sunderland. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's an absolutely textbook own goal and is worth looking up. Yes. Um, he, yeah, he got rave reviews on his debut, but he somehow managed to get their manager sacked. So... Uh, nice work, Agent Bart. No trip to Sunderland <laughs> for us next season. Good effort. Though. Unless we get a big points deduction. Oh. Yeah, that's always fun. Uh, Frank Lampard's been uh, hired at Everton. So. Does he? Um, yeah, just. Mm, some so. kind of clever reference. <laughs> to Seriously, though. <laughs> well. I think that's going to be it from us. Have a lovely week. Enjoy the FA Cup match that we will definitely lose 2-1. Yeah, bit of a low-key ending, but, you know, sometimes that's just life. Sometimes that's how things work out. Unless we want to sort of slag off any Tories. We just did Frank Lampard. That's a look at easy in from there. Any more than we've already picked. So Patel, the bloke from Stoke. Oh, 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 oh. Every last fucking one of them. Also, the Liberal Democrats, you're basically Tories, grow up. And the (laughs) Labour Party, you're also Tories, grow up. (laughs) No, Tom, you're a Tory, you grow up. (laughs) Rugby boy. You know what I hate most is how childish their political discussions are. <laughs> Tories. <laughs> oh, fucking Wes pissing. <laughs> <laughs>
Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sorry. Other, other podcast. Right. Right. That's it. Thank you, Tone. Cheers. Thank you, Tom. Up the potters. Up the potters, indeed. Go on, Stoke. Campbell, Campbell. Oh, no, that works better. That's good. Can we sign somebody called Mushroom? It traces. You'd be a fun guy to play. Oh. <laughs>